Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. You know, as I'm sitting here preparing to do this episode, I've got a couple of uh, other computer monitors going on that are streaming international news and national news. And I'm just watching them. I don't even have the uh, uh, sound turned upon. I just glance up at the uh, graphics from time to time. And I'm just sitting there just amazed because particularly on a couple of these networks, it's just abject lie after lie after lie. And it's amazing because it's not even things subject to interpretation. Uh, It's just that they take the facts and then they twist the facts and pervert the facts and present the facts as they desire, knowing that it would get picked up by other portions of the media and reported. And it'll be the type of thing, oh, so-and-so says this. And then there's plausible deniability as to whether it's true or not. It doesn't really matter because they're trying to shape a particular type of mindset. And people pick up on it, and they go with it, and they believe it be the truth. And it's not the truth. And you say, well, what does that have to do with the Word of God? Well, it has everything to do with the Word of God because that's the same thing that happens within the body of Christ today. Okay, Is that so often you'll hear teaching and you'll hear preaching that will at best allude uh, to the Scripture. Uh, more often than not, there'll be a scripture past read, and then there will be talking, talking, and talking, and perhaps a little reference back to the passage of something along with this is the what Jesus did or this or that, but there's no real uh, exposition of the truth, <clears throat> of the truth, and that's the reason that we spend time going through the scripture uh, line upon line, precept upon precept to see what the truth of the word of the Lord is. We've been looking at spiritual gifts of late, and it takes time to look at these things, to examine these things, to reflect upon them, to take them before the Lord and say, what does this mean, God? And so we're dealing with uh, issues right now in 1 Corinthians 14 that were problematic within the church at Corinth. They were having some situations, okay? It's nothing new. It's nothing unusual for there to be problems and situations within the body of Christ. What was occurring here, apparently, and we'll see more and more as we go through the 14th chapter of what was happening, was there was a struggle between those who were prophesying and those who were speaking in tongues. And we saw in the last couple episodes that Paul said, hey, I'd rather speak five words in a language that people understand and prophesy in something than 10,000 words in a language that they didn't understand. Now, he wasn't... Uh, you know, uh, downing or dissing the gifts of speaking in tongues. No, because in verse 18 of the 14th chapter, he says this, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. So he's acknowledging that the Lord has released that giftedness within him. But he says, however, in the church, I desire to speak five words with my mind so that I may instruct others also rather than 10,000 words in a tongue. And so what we experience a lot today in a lot of our backgrounds is we never really experience uh, the move of the Holy Spirit in the gifts of languages, in the gift of tongues or an interpretation of tongues. What we encounter more than anything is that we're having 10,000 words of just words and words and words and stories and the like that never really deal with what the word of the Lord is. Makes people feel good. Scripture's actually got a phrase for it. It's called tickling of the ears. 
okay? Tickling of the ears. And so Paul says, I'd rather speak these five words. And he's telling us, speak words of the Lord with your mind. Now watch this, verse 20. Brethren, do not be children in your thinking. So he's saying, don't, don't think like kids, okay? Yet in evil, be infants. I love that. He's saying, okay, don't be children in your thinking. I want you to be mature in your thinking. But when it comes to evil, be an infant. In other words, don't do anything with evil. But in your thinking, be mature. Verse 21, in the law, it is written by men of strange tongues and by the lips of strangers, I will speak to this people. And even so, they will not listen to me, says the Lord. And so uh, Paul is picking up an Old Testament quote right here. He's using the scripture to show that what was happening with tongues was prophesied. And he says, I'm going to use these strange languages from the lips of strangers, and I'm going to use it to speak to my people. But even then, they're not going to listen to me. So he's verifying that the gift of tongues is for uh, the body of Christ. The gift of tongues is used by the Holy Spirit. Then he says this in verse 22. So then, tongues are for a sign. <clears throat> Again, tongues are for a sign. Not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. So tongues are a sign for unbelievers. Now, as we go again throughout the chapter, we're going to get more and more detail about this and see how this functions and how this comes about. Because initially, this sort of goes um, the opposite direction that you think it would go. And you'll see more about that as we go. But tongues are a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophecy is for a sign, not to unbelievers, but to those who believe. <clears throat> so prophecy is a sign for believers. Tongues are a sign for unbelievers. And you say, well, what, what does that have to do? How does that work? Well, I've only got a couple more minutes, so let's do this. Let me read the next three verses just to give us sort of the answer, and then we'll build upon it later, okay? Verse 23 says this, Therefore, if the whole church assembles together and all speak in tongues and ungifted men or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are mad? That means ungifted means that no one, they don't have the gift of interpretation of those tongues. Unbelievers just simply means they're unbelievers. And if they come in and everybody's speaking in tongues, will they not think you're mad? That's the question. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an ungifted man enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so he will fall on his face and worship God, declaring that God is certainly with you and certainly among you. And you see what the point and purpose of the sign of the tongues and the prophesying of the gift of the tongues and prophesying is for the benefit of the entire body of Christ. It is really a primary way where people, what it says right here, are convicted, okay? They're convicted by what they hear. If it's a tongue and it's interpreted, they're going to be convicted by it. If it's prophecy and it's the true word of God, they're going to be convicted by it. And they're going to declare that certainly 
the Lord God is with you. Tell you what, my time is up for today. We'll come back and we'll pick up right here next time and talk about it more. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me and I'll see you again next time.